world outside your window is not great, but here on Post Show Recaps, everything is super generational. That's right, as your once-in-a-generation talents. We are back to talk Echo episodes 3, 4, and 5. So 3 through the finale, full of spoilers, of course. We're here. I'm so excited. I'm one of your hosts, Sasha Joseph, joined with Jason Reed. Welcome back once again. <laughs> Sasha, happy to be here. Happy to talk about Echo. Yes. Happy to, to talk about, you know, I, I don't... We'll talk about how we feel about the show. Yes. I thought this was a very vibes show. Like the vibes were immaculate, you would say. So good. With with all of the culture, all of all of the, you know, mm-hmm. nuance. Loved it. Can't wait to talk about it with you. Uh, as we talk about this kind of shortened, I would say, season of television. But yeah, they, we'll, they we'll played they played my girl Echo. I I gotta start with that. But you know, overall, how how did you feel now about the series? Um, and we can again get into it. But overall, are we recommending it? Are we? Is it stream it or skip it? It's stream it. It's yes. it's stream it. But it's not like you must watch this. Like this is not a <laughs> must watch television show. Mm-hmm. It was very good. I'll give it. I'll, I'll say that that of, of my compliments. It was very very good. Yeah. Was it? sloppy was it choppy a little bit in certain places was i were things not very much clarified in certain areas yes but i would say if you want to you know have an interesting television show to watch watch echo i i enjoyed it very much so yeah same for me i think for one uh for representation number one on the list right like so good fight scenes amazing so much fun to watch superhero wise uh not there or very low. So I think, again, just like you, if you're just like, hey, I need a show to watch, five episodes, quick, you know, I, I don't need, like, my brain to have so much previous knowledge, Echo is a show for you. I'm sad that it was giving chopped and screwed. I didn't know T-Pain was part of the crew, right? Like, what's going on? Why did they do this? So many questions. But I think let's just let's just get into it. Yes. I, you know, I came in Echo thinking, kick-ass action show. Yes. Light on the action. We had like three or four fight scenes amongst mm-hmm. all five episodes. Now, two of those fight scenes were among some of the best fight scenes I've, I've seen in Marvel. So I got to give it that. I just thought what I was coming in for was the, a kick-ass action, you know, action type of show, a superhero type of show, like you said. And I didn't quite get that. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get through all that. But speaking of action... Episode three. Yes. That is all. All I could think of was Jason asked for action. Here you yes. go. And I will say to me, it felt like this was the action episode. And then they forgot about it. The rest I, of the few episodes. Yeah. I think episode three, it, it, for, in my mind, is probably the best episode of the series. Yes. Because number one, like you said, the action is so on point. And, but number two, I felt like this is really where my, uh, I really felt Maya coming into her her own because in episodes one and two, Maya to me didn't feel like a fully fledged character, but in episode three, I got more personality. I got more uh, of a different type of Maya than we were getting beforehand. Yeah. And I think that this is a big flaw of Marvel shows. It isn't an echo, you know, issue. It is a Marvel Disney plus show issue. They don't flush their characters out. And I don't know what's the reason. Again, 
you had a whole expose written on you, it's about time you get your shit together. Because even with Loki, I think that's one of our issues was like our hero wasn't necessarily the front, like the star, the yeah. ensemble was. And and Loki, for all, you know, extensive purposes, is an A show. It's not like it sucked or anything. So I just, I, I want to know what's going on with just doing major disservice to your main character. But whatever, I guess. For now, enough negativity. So the episode, of course, starts with uh, a really interesting note where we're going to learn about Tuklo's story, which is, again, uh, ancestor number three for Echo, episode three. And it's presented as a silent black and white film, which I think really fits, right? The 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 period and uh, Maya's uh, you know disability. So altogether, Tuklo is an excellent shot. That's her setup, and her father, of course, denies her request to join the Light Horsemen because you know they're like, "You're a woman. Women give a life; they don't take it." Right. It was given very much Mulan. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, it's really interesting because I feel like for generations, this is how patriarchy has kind of kept us separate, right? What they're just yeah. like, women are so tender, which equals you can't do X, Y, and Z, or you should only do X, Y, and Z. I will say um, a very simplified version of Judaism too, where sometimes like women's quote unquote tasks are um, like they say, Oh, we're, they're not time bound because women have to like cook or have to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Uh, like, especially when the Sabbath comes in. So you're like, well, why, you know, why is that only special for women? Uh, and women are not asked to, you know, do X, Y, and Z because blah, blah, blah. It would probably progressive when it was made. But now when you think about it, you're like, patriarchy got it even when it feels like the Choctaw people are matriarchal right the whole line is matriarchal the whole point of the damn show is that it's women right like passing this generational power generational help whatever you call it but you know that patriarchy is still gonna come get us thank you and of course uh the light horsemen are so cool and they're very much a real thing. They're basically yeah. their own. Um, each tribe had their own police because duh, <laughs> right? Like if you know, even a little bit of native history, you know why this is necessary. What killers are the flower moon. Yes. You'll know why. <laughs> but I love like, you know, even, even though too dad knows you can't be a light horseman. He's still training her in in, the, yes. in these ways. Like he's he's. It's not like he's. Uh, she has to train behind his back. He is training her in these ways. But due to the cultural norms of society in that time, he's like, yeah, I'm training you this stuff. But you still can't be a light horseman. Maybe even secretly setting her up in this way, being like, yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna buck the trend though because mm. I, I've I've taught you to kind of stand up and be on your own. Even though he can't come out and say, yeah, you're you you can do this. He's kind of setting her up in the, it, it, to do this, so, which is what yeah. I, I enjoyed about that, especially when she comes to the rescue and her dad's so like, good. not even momentarily. He's like, yes, let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> he's like, he's like, get him too, Glow. Not even just like a, you know, disapproving dad. He's like, yeah, you go F and get him. 
Yeah, and I loved the whole. F- it's all, he was almost giving took you long enough, right? Energy, right, yeah. and it it was so great again to see Tuklo, which because here we see that Tuklo is going to be uh, the mark excellent marks person or marks woman, which is what Echo uh, or Maya is gonna inherit from this story. And Jason, I just have to say when when the t- uh, like in the black and white movies when they had the uh, captions or mm-hmm. just the dialogue rather. And it says fake out. I, I don't know why it just it tickled me so much. Yeah. I, I, the, that, that whole sequence was, yes. was great because it's like, you know, it, it's so cinematic in that way, but it's still presented as a black and white movie of the old days. <laughs> or it's like, Oh, like, you know, uh, <laughs> like you said, fake out. And then you just get this this kind of almost slaughter of the light horseman. And, and then the battle, you know, goes as it goes. Mm-hmm. And we do get a few other moments, which I just wanted to bring up as well. Uh, we get a moment of Tukla on the water, which we know water and the river is really where it seems like the ancestors speak to each other uh, and, you know, to the future generation. So it makes sense that she's sitting there braiding her hair, which was said, Maya's hair has been in braids. I feel like almost the whole episode and the whole series. So that's a big thing I noticed. So she starts braiding her hair because it seems like that is, you know, a warrior stance. Speaking of like Mulan, right? It was, Mm -hmm. oh, I need to act X, Y, and Z way you know, to be seen as a warrior. And of course she harnesses Chaffa's powers and kills every bad guy. And now we're going to be moving to Maya doing the same exact thing because we're getting battle royale, battle at the roller rink, baby, because Maya is almost immediately, right? She's having a vision of her ancestors and then she's kidnapped like that, right? I I said, shouldn't there be at least one or two scenes? In between something you? i was like this, this was this happened so fast because we saw like you know the guy vicky talk talking yes. to, to zane he's like yeah i'm gonna get her and then second later she's got she's she, she's got to she's upside down yeah at the so, you know like like you said chopped chopped and screwed a little bit uh seems like there were some edits in between uh but yeah here we are maya maya has been maya has been gotten you know she, she's been kidnapped yeah, unfortunately, and I hate you, Vicky. You're terrible. You're uh, those two women. With... They were hilarious, though. They were they were oh, so good. My God, they reminded so me funny. of Madison. You know, with a y, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> they were so they were so ridiculous. Oh my God! So of course, uh, we know that Vicky um, has alerted Kingpin's men, which are, I believe these are the Black Knife Cartel. That we know from the show. Um, oh, I and have no it, idea. Yeah, because, yeah, again, y'all know. You've listened to enough of these shows. I'll be doing the digging. So see what New Rockstar specifically was pointing out about the Black Knife Cartel. Why it is, rather, the Black Knife Cartel. It's because they have a lot of tattoos with two knives in X formation. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, and, in, and usually in the comic books, it's on their head, but, you know, it's not going to be that in your face. It is Marvel Spotlight, baby. And this I needed to ask you, if they're bringing in Black Knife Cartel, is Bullseye coming in? Well, that's that's tough to know because Bullseye technically has already debuted in Daredevil. So whether Daredevil is in canon or not, which we seem to think it is, we've already had a Bullseye. Now that that doesn't mean there can't be another Bullseye, uh, but that other Bullseye met a uh, 
a pretty specific <laughs> ending. Um, so I don't know if we're going to get get the the actual character of Bullseye, uh, but it's it's certainly possible. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, we're getting the, we're getting the new Daredevil coming up. I you know, Bullseye is a classic Daredevil villain, mm-hmm. so you know we could get something akin to that for sure. Yeah. So again, not sure. It's just a great theory. I really like it. And of course, now the men have been alerted, but in the process, Henry is of course also captured. And with all that going on, Bonnie arrives because you know you just have to add to the hijinks. Just coming into the, just coming into the middle of the, the skating rink when when adult skate has been called, the kids should not be coming into the, in the skating rink. Right, Bonnie. And, and the thing is, Bonnie's a firefighter, but. She was giving very, very much like helpless. Yeah, and I don't know. In distress. Yeah, where I just I was like, "Go oh, stand up, you're a firefighter. I know you have some kind of training, you're not police training, but still something." And of course, Henry is like trying to sign to her, like, "Go away, go away," and she's still just like, "What happened?" She checks you know she catches on finally unfortunately it's too late and she's captured and they put her in the room of course with maya i don't know about you but i could feel the tension and i was like turn turn she's right there oh my god yeah and the moment bonnie sees maya like the you know the face acting was so good it's it's crazy because at that moment they can't really talk because both of them have their hands bound so it's almost just like speaking with your eyes almost isn't like mm-hmm. oh it's you in my eyes like it's you <laughs> like you know yep. <laughs> it was so interesting to see and, and this is one of the moments where maya sort of softens a little bit yeah because you can you can also because i i felt like throughout the first few episodes maya is so hard she's she's always scowling mm-hmm. but, but like i said we, we saw a different side of maya starting this episode and we saw kind of the softer side of Maya, even though you know maya is still mad at bonnie which i still i throughout this whole season still didn't understand uh why she's that mad at bonnie because bonnie didn't do anything there bonnie has done nothing but try to reach out your beef maya is with chula and should be with yes. chula alone um but that's beside the point but this starts the kind of the, the softening of maya in this way so i really enjoyed this this first interaction between them even though it's an interaction where they couldn't really talk for the first like couple minutes of it yeah, and I think that adds to, like, the anticipation of this whole episode where we're just kind of like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? What's next? What's next? And, of course, Henry is trying to tell, right, like, Vicky and the other two, like, I don't know that you're going to get your reward money. Like, be for real. But he doesn't care. Of course, bad guys, maybe, again, like I said, the Black Knife Cartel, Kingpin's guys arrive. And <laughs> Vicky is, like, trying to talk, da 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 neutralized. Vicky's like, so you gonna get my money, right? Like, I, I can see, I can see the money, and so he's like, um, yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll get you your money at some point, maybe. We gotta get, we gotta get the girl first. Like, nah, but like, can I at least see the money? See, like, can I, can I at least know the location of the money? Is it within a mile of us right now? Is it in our vicinity? Like, I, I, I think you can tell Vicky is almost catching on to what's happening. He's like, yeah, oh, I'm. I'm about, I'm not gonna get any money. I'm I'm a I'm gonna die right now. We huh? told you. <laughs> yeah, Henry tried to get you out of this, but you were he's like he's like oh yeah, this is going bad. This is going real bad. As Zane like kind of toys with him a little bit, he's like he's going through this game. He's like he's like hey boys, I'm gonna get you ring pops. Like yeah, you you, you work here right, Vicky? He's like yeah yeah, but uh but for but for real though, can I like 
the money though like can i at least see half of it like you got a bill on you i can i can see like a dollar of it anything and let zane, me hold the dollar right that's the yeah. energy he was giving zane, zane did not bring anybody here mickey there's no money anywhere in sight no vicky you should be embarrassed and of course the two women his accomplices are even more embarrassing but the best because one of them is listening and this is credited uh, in the end credits as a militia mommy podcast or something mm -hmm. or youtuber and <laughs> she said like here's how you do a really good job right <laughs> of capturing your hostage well yeah it was hostage negotiation like 101 i was like so good so hilarious. meanwhile maya is like bonnie i just need a second maya's <laughs> in here macgyvering i just didn't yes. I, well, well i mean yeah let's not get ahead of ourselves like first we get the whole confrontation where mm -hmm. maya is like maya's like i'm gonna punch you now bonnie. like okay cool and bonnie get, the only signal bonnie gets of them uh being punched is the actual sucker punch mm -hmm. so i said poor bonnie <laughs> everything is going bad for my girl okay and then maya's like okay let's get recaptured fake of mm -hmm. course and that only to become macgyver and when i say she uses everything in this workshop to to make a gun the most deadly gun laser i mean i was like how how did you how, like they didn't really explain it very well it's, it's just kind of like she took some random stuff it's like it's like oh now i have like a gun with laser sights that i can shoot these little i, I literally little ball bearings or something that she was using yep. this kind of ammo um but you know if if you have if you have this kind of skill maya why did you need anyone to fabricate you a uh you know a, a prosthetic the, i i don't <laughs> all that to say it was a really start of the really crazy and fun and gory fight scene you know but i do, I do wonder with with our shortened episode because this mm -hmm. this series is supposed to be eight episodes they cut it to five i do wonder and we if this can was, tell yeah i do wonder if this was supposed to be part of another uh of our ancestors maybe an ancestor that oh. was really crafty that was like a you know someone that was like kind of a, a blacksmith or, mm -hmm. or or a weapons maker or, or someone that was just really like you know intuitive had a lot of ingenuity uh and was making stuff like that. i wonder if this was was cut down but this was also part of a this is also another gift that she gets from her ancestors yeah no i love that idea actually because after two right yeah after two uh tukla we get just it's straight to chula yes yeah, it goes from tukla to chula and then the last one and is to mom. maya herself yeah yeah, yeah to, mom uh, to maya. sorry to to what's her name taloa talo yeah because Ch chula doesn't even get an episode named after her it's, no uh, you're Talo right. is, is the fifth ep is the fourth episode yeah um so yeah that I, I i wouldn't be surprised if it was something like that like hey you get your gift of you know <laughs> <laughs> figuring stuff out putting stuff together from this ancestor and would have gotten that backstory or is that from scully you know just being scully's pawn shop just hanging around there long enough when they were growing up True, either way we needed the all this boils down to they needed to be an oklahoma family episode right like mm -hmm. what is the family up to what is biscuit's job we got a lot of biscuits in the first two episodes and then Biscuits disappeared for three, four, and five. No, they almost. really got us, right? Like they they got me in the first half. Cause what the hell? How how can he just go away like that? That hurt my heart. But it we was have weird no that we idea. got 
we got these kind of smatterings of family yes. but we, never, we almost never really got all the family together except for at the very end so again it was more of a kind of a mishmash of, of things felt like things were rushed felt like things mm-hmm. were a little choppy I, I did say like at one point i thought biscuits was maybe like added on at the very end of the show yeah. like hey we need some some comic relief here some family comic relief and then they reshot some scenes and added biscuits into this because like i like i mentioned last last podcast uh they just kind of throw away mention biscuits and the flashbacks like oh too bad biscuits isn't here <laughs> it just felt like biscuits was thrown in as just like a you know funny quirky guy they maybe yeah. saw that saw the series it was like this is just way too serious we need some comic relief in here and like oh, let's just let's kind of slide biscuits in this, this is what it yeah. felt like no i like that again are we surprised at a disney plus superhero show doing nonsense nope yeah. i don't think brand. so for the brand yeah. nowadays and everything is rushed. And again, who does that serve? People will watch eight episodes, bro. Like, why are y'all trying to ru- dilute, ruin, uh, you know, everything? Any, any bad word here? Your own brand. I don't understand. Just, just be like, just make it just make it simple. Like, keep it simple, stupid. Eight episodes, 45 minutes. Perfect. Done. Um, but. You know, enough complaining. It's fine. fine. We've got one of the best action scenes that you can find really anywhere coming up here. Yeah. Someone remind me when it's 2024, like year in review to like put this as my best fight scene because it is so gory, but so beautifully choreographed, right? Where they literally are using every prop available to, to get what we need to happen, right? How is there so many things going on at the skating ring and no one really died by a skate, right? Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> it, it was mostly arcade weapons yeah. that, that did a lot of damage here. Never um, will look at ski ball the same again. Yeah, and just just the flow of the scene was so good. And how to begin with, they take him into the like laser tag yes. arena, and Maya has booby trapped the circuit breaker, and then just goes about taking down these guys one at a time from the shadows. Like that number one was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then we get out into like kind of the open air, where we're yes. using we're using these you know these uh you know one of those arcade machines with the fake guns she like rips out the fake guns and starts whipping their asses with, with the fake gun to, like yes. uh what you call them the fake gun tether she starts mm-hmm. whipping them throwing stuff at them using the ski balls to 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 get them and then just in between there such good hand-to-hand fight choreography um you know it, it really like we like we've been saying it, it it's reminiscent of the netflix shows of the yes. daredevils the luke cages uh of such good fight choreography good hand-to-hand choreography like and there's no fast cuts it's really just kind of visceral and and violent um so that was just very very well done by this show yeah again i just have no notes it felt so surreal where you're just like if you've been to like an arcade you know laser tag place which this is like something again i feel like i did a lot in oklahoma Uh, a lot of our sorority like mixers and recruitment weeks used to be at laser tag slash bowling slash you know all these like slash places so it just felt very much like no this is a normal thing that people might go go to and then to see all of those things just used as weapons of killing i loved it she's so good and you're right 
that there has to be another ancestor of resourcefulness because just a sharp shooting can't be, you know, the way. Yes, to do like this. like she used the things that she had at her disposal to yeah. take down these guys. So yeah, I I think that is that is a really good theory that we had some other ancestor that got mm-hmm. cut from the roster. Um, but you know, I also have to question the the uh, sturdiness of this of the skating rink. If Maya and some other dude could just come crashing through the walls, I was like, I was like, okay, that was that was a little a little much, a little uh you know it was it was a spectacle for sure i was like damn we got we gotta get these codes checked we gotta make sure these walls are very secure because they, they came crashing through the walls and it was nothing <laughs> it was just it, it probably wasn't real life cardboard but as if it was it was just this these uh walls are made of cardboard listen it hasn't been updated since the 90s it's giving like they just don't care it's they know as, you're gonna show up flying out when they when they hit when they hit that wall just like oh god we're gonna get we're gonna get to you know so, something going on with oh, some it's so funny and then of course all of this to say what zane did does end up catching her the men rather and <sighs> unfortunately well, I mean, it's like they, they use bonnie as leverage like all right i got yeah bonnie. what are you gonna do now I'm like oh Exactly. Like all the, all that for nothing. All that for us just to go back and you know get you know get execution style in in the middle of the of the skating rink. Yeah. So listen, she's not happy with Bonnie, but that doesn't equal she's gonna let her freaking right. like assist close sister die at this point, yeah. right? She's like, that's all I got. So they end up sitting down and listen, Maya's about to get you know ended. But then, ring, 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 right? A phone call shows up. And Zane looked so uncomfortable and pissed off that he's I, like, not my people dying for this. Yeah. I did wonder if, because, you know, obviously we can surmise that this was Kingpin on the other end of the mm-hmm. line. I do wonder if, you know, in that moment, Zane knew that Kingpin was alive. Or was this like his first time finding out that Kingpin's alive to get this message of like, hey. You know what you're doing right now. Do mm-hmm. not kill these people. And how did Kingpin know the perfect time to call? Is he is he tapped into the surveillance? Is he, did he wait the very last minute? Like and send. Yeah. <laughs> do not kill was, them. Yeah, he was giving very much like scare them, but don't kill them. Like it's not yeah. a wanted dead or alive. It's wanted alive. And yeah. Kingpin is in Oklahoma, right? Eventually. So like spoiler alert so like i do think that this was very much he's around and he's like just scare them and i'm assuming he checks the time and he's like maya probably killed my guys but like i think i gotta step in now just in case i believe zane knew because i think they all came together that's why probably you know i i just, I just had this like thought in my head of like you know kingpin's in, like the truck outside watching the watching the monitor yep, like, on cctv all right. <laughs> He's about to kill him. Call him now. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, Zane is just like such a hothead that in my mind, I'm surprised he didn't at least like shoot their leg or something, you know, to be like, I'm so irritated. And you like mm-hmm. made me come down here for what? Yeah, I loved how mad he was at Vicky because he thought Vicky mm-hmm. wasted his time. <laughs> so you just shot him in the back. Oh my God. Listen, I, as a hothead, I really understand. Like it's just yeah. if I'm a bad guy at this point, like I got it. Just y'all don't piss me off now. So of course, after the ordeal, Maya, you know, orders Bonnie to like go away. So like, you know, nothing can happen to any of us, you know, and uh, nothing can happen. So she's trying to talk to Henry, right? And Henry's like, the only one that could call is Fisk, who both of us thought was dead. Wake up, Maya. 
She's like, nah, I shot a dude in the face, like right, right in the eyeball. How is he alive? Because it's an eyeball, it's not the brain. Right. You gotta aim for like the you gotta aim for the forehead, baby. Not the eye. You got got that forehead in there. Get yep. the temple, the forehead, something. I mean, gosh, Maya, like, come on. The, the eye is fleshy. It can, can go go in and go out the other side. It won't hit any vital organs. You got you got to get the good stuff. You got to get the brain. Yep. So unfortunately, that didn't happen. And allegedly, allegedly, he's alive. We know he's alive, but they're still not sure. But of course, this is enough. And Henry says, "Listen, I'm with you. I'm with you in this war. We're going against Kingpin." Or Fisk, sorry, for now. I'm stressed. Because I'm like, who's going to die? <laughs> Someone's dying. Yeah, and, you know, I just... I, I'm glad that Henry finally sees the light. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, I'm going to come help you. But from this moment forward, does he really? <laughs> like, he sh- he shows up at the powwow later and, and helps a little bit. But I'm like, okay, we didn't really do much after Biscuits that. helps more yeah, Biscuits at the powwow than Henry. Yeah. I don't know, which a few folks were saying um, that Henry might actually also be part of maybe or used to be something like that, um, part of the Black Knife cartel. Yeah, so Henry's backstory is a little cloudy because I assume, like, just from context clues, but they don't spell out for us. Like, you know, Henry is, was Maya's dad's brother, Mm -hmm. but it would have been nice to get some, like, a flashback. When we had when we we were in episode one of these flashbacks to get Henry in the mix in New York yep. because Maya mentions later, yo, you left me in New York by myself after my dad died, and we get kind of the backstory of like Henry's like, yeah, after your dad died, I came back here to run. So I was like, okay, I had no idea this was even a thing. I had no idea that Henry. I I thought up until that point that Henry also hadn't seen Maya for twenty years, mm-hmm. but no, they had had a relationship prior to that. So I was like, okay, that again is another thing where you're not really explaining, show. You're not really giving me the context I need in a timely manner to really understand the relationship between all these people. Yeah. And again, what's their motivation into switching over to, quote unquote, the good side, right? Or going up against someone so big and powerful. It's just we get none of that. Actually, we don't even get that from Maya. But anyway, that's another story. Let me not. So, of course, the next day is mostly quiet. Uh, Maya does receive her new and improved prosthetic leg from Scully. And I said, give me more. I don't just a little bit. That's all we get. This again, I didn't understand because I could have sworn that Maya came to him with like some crazy design for a leg. And I thought Scully was going to come with with this new and improved leg to like shoots bullets yes or, i was like where's the gun yeah or something like spectacular but then he just comes with this kind of faceplate for the leg and i'm like okay great does it do anything special like is this what maya asked for and then for scully who you know kind of it, it seems like he's someone that you know slap dashes things together but mm-hmm. they're very but they're effective this looks so professional i was like well how did, how did you do this scully because you this is not usually this is not the brand we've seen of you so far like you're kind of a mess scully but then you come with this like this pristine art like artifact looking type of type of type of plate for the leg and then it seems as if she does have a like a, a fancy new leg, mm-hmm. but where did this fancy new leg come from? Because I swear, I swear, Scully came in with this one little box, and this one little box 
just had this faceplate in it. Where did yep. the light come from? I I'm think so again confused. they just didn't have enough time apparently to show us the evolution something. of the leg. Because I was like, okay, we got a new leg and we got a faceplate. The faceplate, which does not really come into play in any meaningful way after this. Okay, again, why are y'all giving us crumbs? But then you're not adding them up at all. Which is we've we've talked about this. I feel like every podcast. Um, of about marvel but right like they're giving us superheroes they're giving us plot lines they're giving us you know x y and z without any payoff or without any connection to where now as a viewer i'm like i don't even want to spend time looking at it because i know it's probably not going to matter well yeah it's just that they set they, they set it up so so much they set up this uh Maya gave Scully some specs for yes. her leg. And then he comes and delivers this faceplate, which okay, great. It's a faceplate. It looks it looks it looks nice. It looks fancy. Yes. But I don't know. It just it, it didn't do anything. It was just like it didn't it didn't come into play at all. Like, what was this for? What was the point of that? No. Oh, whatever. I think they're just trying to maybe show uh, you know, Chocotaw uh culture and history and i think that's it because they talk about being a warrior yeah and then, and this but, but also scully himself scully are you i still like we found out this episode that scully and chula broke up at some point yes and we're like and scully's like you know i don't get in the family business since me and your grandma split up i was like so are you not her biological grandma? no 100 percent. so like that was again context get let me know the information so i'm not surprised when he says like i don't get in y'all's business because you're not her real grandpa i had no idea no idea no idea why he and chula broke up i can assume that it's because of chula's grief and it pushed mm -hmm. them away from each other that's what i can assume but you haven't really given me the context i need for it no i just don't think we understand why what's going on i think what we are to infer out of all of this is that hey, this is, you know, this probably all happened after Maya left and the accident and, you know, losing a child is never easy. And the way folks deal with it isn't always positive. I think that's the nicest way to say it. So I'm assuming that was all part of the Scully dumping. <laughs> Yeah, but we're assuming again, and we shouldn't have to assume. Yep. I, I think, and that's part of the issue where we say, Marvel, let your shows breathe. Give your show some room to do characterization, to show us Let us moments. fall in love with your yes, characters. 100%. Because we got enough of almost every character here for me to be like, wow, I'd really love to see more from this character. Mm -hmm. But we didn't get enough from really any of these characters for me to really feel like i was fully satisfied fully served of all these characters yeah and i think that this finally was the episode where it, it felt slower and i mean that in a good way where we just mm -hmm. got to like enjoy an episode of a superhero show yeah we got to live a little more in in the world i would say yes, but again yes. again still not enough but we got no, a little more but, background here mm -hmm. and i just felt like it was really fun right you're just like we needed this win blah blah yep. blah so i just i appreciate that totally totally it was it, you know it was a good episode we just want more we just, we yep. just and, and from the show i would say like i said it's a good show i just want more 
Yeah. See, look at that as a compliment in a way, like a backhanded compliment, Marvel. Like you gave me a good show, but you didn't give me enough of the good show. Mm -hmm. You could have taken this good show, given it room to breathe and made it a great show. Is, is what I think is where I, I bump up against uh, my issues here with with Echo and with Marvel as a whole. Yeah, I was going to say this is nothing new except Secret yeah. Invasion where you guys really shouldn't have ever seen the light of day. <laughs> but again, Secret Invasion again could have benefited from a little more story to really flesh things out in a proper way. Man, let's it, not even let, let's not ruin this that's podcast. true because it was also some behind the scenes mess that i yep. think if they, if they would have given them more rope it, it wouldn't have improved things <laughs> <laughs> oh, i have so much to say but anyway let's move on so with that of course um at the end of the day in the evening to end this episode there is a shock at fisk is here baby and he is waiting for maya maya who comes in on her motorcycle one thing one thing i can tell you about maya lopez maya lopez loves to ride a freaking motorcycle <laughs> they were probably about 10 montages of maya riding a motorcycle in this whole show riding it to this place riding from that place maya loves her motorcycle i can tell you that much no i'm telling you because i was you know trying to summarize this episode right to get you know the points and i was like pew 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 and motorcycle like that's what my notes are at this point because what <laughs> she goes she goes from here she goes from there all the motorcycle we have to see her transporting herself via motorcycle twice an episode <laughs> And I think there's a bunch of like stunt women for the motorcycles because she does like, some of her fights, I believe, herself. Yeah, I would but I'm not 100%, that. so don't quote me on that. Me when I lie, but <laughs> still, I, she... I just like I thought it was a fun thing to call out. Like, boy, like we, we've seen a lot of motorcycle scenes. <laughs> I, I think with with at episode six, I was like, boy, this is probably about our our twelfth motorcycle scene right now. And it's the same version, right? Like it's almost like they've changed the background to be lighter or darker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Going you're in the town, in, out of town. But you're just cutting into my character development time. Yeah. What's the reason, Mike? I get it. The character likes motorcycles. She <laughs> rode it from New York to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that enough? Speaking speaking of year end uh, categories, best sidekick is that motorcycle. <laughs> It's biscuits. How dare you? The shoeing, <laughs> motorcycle, and a stunt woman are, are for the win with this one. My God, but yes, that's where we leave off episode three. Again, a lot of great fight scenes and a lot of good um, pacing. I felt, but not a lot of story necessarily. True. Yeah. So. Now it's time for episode four, which is the penultimate episode, right? You're like, Marvel always does some shit in episode four, right? Like something's about to go down. Nah. Yeah, sure. Well, a lot of talking. A lot of talking this episode. Yeah, they said we gave you your fights. Enough. Yeah. No we, more. We, literally, no more fighting. <laughs> no, even at the, the ending fight scene is not a fight scene. And Boy. you can't, please. That fight, that that ending fight scene, you know, preview for my thoughts on the ending fight scene. But for those that have li that listened to our Loki coverage and you know, my annoyance that friendship solves everything. Is, oh my god, was my annoyance with that? I got some things to say about Echo. What do you mean this isn't a Fast and Furious movie? Family. Gosh. 
Sorry, I gotta stop. All right, so um, of course, episode four opens with a flashback set in 2008, New York City. Still don't know the Avengers building, right? And yeah. what's going on here. But anyway, we're in New York City, and one of the most serial killery like scenes ever for a child where Fisk is waiting for Maya to get out of school. Looks like she's in private school. I'm assuming that's like because of Fisk, right? That we can afford private school. And and, we, and here's the thing, right? Another another thing that irks yes, me a little please. bit. Why why has Fisk taken such an interest in Maya, right? Mm -hmm. We never see Fisk and Maya's dad interacting. We never understand why Fisk has taken such an interest in Maya. Does he just really like Maya's dad? Is Maya's dad like his top right-hand man? We don't really know. Yeah, or does he just see the darkness in her? Like the manipulate can be manipulated darkness. Quite possibly. Especially after this scene, I'll tell you. Cause mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He see oh he, after this he sees a kindred spirit in Maya. Yes, but, but you know I, I just I just question why he was interested in her before. Was this. there like, anything it, in Daredevil with these two or Hawkeye? Well, no, and and Hawkeye, honestly, I don't I don't remember much of Hawkeye. No, that's what. <laughs> but I think if it was if it was that relevant, it would have been in Echo episode one that really explains mm, it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I just don't understand. Like I I don't think. You know, maybe it was the fact that you know Maya's mother was killed. And yeah, Fist takes interest in that way because he, you know, is like, "Oh, this poor child," and then he sees that she's a little bit psychotic. Not not in just this way, but 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 apparently in Maya's life even before this moment. Okay, right. A little psychotic. At this mean? point, I'm taking notes of all the <laughs> yeah. stuff Maya's the baby Maya has done. <laughs> yeah, so we can talk about that in the next episode. But just just to see this, maybe at this point, Fist is like, "Oh yeah." I, I I like her. Like she she's like me. She's me. We're just like yeah. besties for real. Cause Fisk is waiting, right? Maya like attempts to get some ice cream. Of course, the uh, the vendor is a douchebag and can't really figure out that Maya is deaf, and it just like kind of shoes her off. Fisk says, mm, "Hold my drink and my ring and my hammer, right?" And just like beats the living shit like i'm sorry living crap but like it, this is disgusting and so bloody i couldn't I, I had to look away again but poor man went from his little vendor cart to the alleyway and he's still getting kicked and punched mm -hmm. and after that right he's fiscus finally decides to lay off of him and gets a, a call someone to be like i need a new coat like i can't have maya see me like this Wow, how beautiful. You care about Maya, but you won't learn ASL. Mm -hmm. And guess who's standing there? Lil Maya. Lil Psycho Maya. <laughs> oh, my God. She is not phased one bit. She goes, hmm, he just like me for real and gets a few kicks in. Yeah, Uncle Fisk, let me get let me get some. Let me, let me get some of this, Uncle Fisk. Oh, it was it was a very very interesting. Uh, I was so shocked to see Ethan. of Maya, and I have to question where does the rage from little Maya come from? I mean, her mom died, and she might think it's her fault. She's away from all of her family. True, I think so a little I mean, bit was, of all of that. It was an interesting interesting look into 
why Maya became the way Maya is. Yeah, you it's know like, what? The rage was there before too, right? We saw well, from yes. the woodpecker. especially with especially with her dad, who seemed like her dad was really trying to steer her in a better yes. direction, and then for it to go this way, because I mean, her dad is still alive in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's still there around. I would assume, you know, trying yeah. to teach her a better way. But nah, we we could be bad when we're with Uncle Fisk. Like Uncle Fisk is the is the guardian that will let you get away with the the bad behavior. Oh my god. His favorite uncle for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, right, but we'll we'll hold that thought. And this is how she kind of becomes like Fisk's special, you know, niece at this point. And flash forward, of course, to the present in Oklahoma, where they're reunited, right? Months after Maya shot Fisk in the face um, in the uh, Hawkeyes, also season finale, I believe. And Fisk is, you know, learning how to communicate. Well, guess how he's learned it, y'all? He gives her a contact lens, whereas an AI, listen, AI is going to get us. AI mm-hmm. is like signing while he talks. So AI is interpreting for him because, you know, we know that interpreters maybe don't have the best ending here. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but again, this, and Maya will mention it later. Like this is yes. the laziest, laziest way to communicate with me. You could ever think of mm-hmm. like, you don't want to do any work to really communicate with me. You got AI to do your dirty work for you to yes. continue to try to manipulate me. And it's like, you know, I, I don't wear contacts myself, but my wife does. Yeah. And for the, one of the biggest stretches of like disbelief, I have to, to contend with this show is that he got that contact into her eye so easily when, when, when she's squirming and, she, and the guys are holding her down. Like I've seen my wife try to get a contact in. It's not that easy. Like I could do it like it that. Yeah. I will say I've worn contacts since the sixth grade. Um, the only time I struggle is when I have nails, like mm-hmm. these nails make it really hard to get them out. But I think I can put a contact in. Like but you, can and, put some, you, in, you can put a contact in someone else's eye as a Yeah, squirming. I think so. So oh, wow. You're funny enough, the other show that um, I cover below deck uh, on below deck down under, that's a storyline that one of the chief's dues, um, she puts in the captain's contacts every morning. Oh my gosh! I, I yeah, I couldn't. I could not imagine. I don't wear contacts. I've it's disgusting. Like I, don't, I just can't imagine. I do it. Like me putting a contact in my eye, let alone someone else putting it in for me as I'm squirming. Like, ooh. Ooh. he just and like, they like hold her eye open. Like it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, he's like, boop. There you go. <laughs> Automatic ASL. Boom. We got it. The thing is, the contact would move around because you're squirming so much that, like, I don't mm. know. I can't. I, my eyes are kind of big, so I don't know if that's a special me problem. But sometimes when I put the contact in, they don't always go on the people. Oh, like, I have to, like, move them around. So it's not – you are not incorrect. I'm just saying, yes. Like, some of us, unfortunately, that have been blind <laughs> since basically since birth. childhood. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I, like, I think I could take it out now and put it back in in less than a – yeah, please don't. Like, don't, I, I would don't, never I, do that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Yeah, don't, don't I'm just that. saying. Anyway, so and this is where y'all click off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, the situation is really tense. Uh, I will say, I thought that this would be part of Maya's, um, like. Uh, 
part of her gear, you know, that she has this contact that will now help her because she can't. It seems like she can't read lips. So I felt like she mm. needed something when she's fighting bad guys because we know, right, when she's her her superpowers from the comic books is that, like you told me, she can echo the mm. or be a mimic, basically. Yeah. That's not happening. So she needs something to fight the baddies because she can't read lips or now echo their movements. True. I mean, I, I figure, you know, she she's gotten along this this uh this yeah, long in life without true. reading lips. So I mean, I'm sure she's fine. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just I was like, oh, that's interesting that like fist you know, might be one of the first or second things because the um the foot or the leg is the first one, you know, part of her gear. Anyway, so all of that to say they're very tense dinner and they're both like the most mob boss dinner of my life where no one trusts anyone. Maya even pours out the bottle of wine that he brought with him, which costs like a lot of money. Yeah, she's like, nope, you don't get me. You don't get me with a poison poison wine pouring this thing down the drain. I loved his reaction. Like, what happened to the wine? <laughs> it's like, pour it down the drain. He's like, oh, I got you your favorite cookies. Hopefully they don't go the way of the wine. I was like, oh, my gosh. Ugh. And Why this, we have seen like, him, right, like, um, ask for wine recommendations in either Hawkeye or I think Hawkeye. Um, so we know that he's like a little bit uncouth. Mm. So maybe he doesn't care that this like very expensive wine just got poured down the drain. I don't know. Fisk, you're a mess is my point. And of course, he gets right down to business and he says, come back. Kiss the ring. Come back and become my true heir in New York. And <laughs> you really? want an empire? You can have it. You can have it all. And she said, I'm the queen. I'm the captain. Yeah. So, and they just kind of like end the dinner. I felt like he could have, you know, dropped something for her. But I guess the contact was like his gift to her, which obviously he's using to track her. But either way, I just felt like he could have given like something more to her. Yeah, it kind of ended a little abruptly, you know, right? So now I guess, I guess Maya wasn't going to eat anything anyway. Like, mm, like that's like, true. Well, I guess I'll guess I'll leave. Can I pack my shit? And he says he's staying at the Takata Casino, which I said, where is the casino that looks like that? But mm. it did it did have the same logo because I the logo I have seen. It's just, but then again, there's so many casinos. I shouldn't act like I know all of Oklahoma and every <laughs> casino ever. So after that, right, so that's where he's staying, you know, very important. And after that, Maya is now going to meet Henry. And, of course, to say, listen, this is what Fisk said. What should our next step be? She's like, come with me? We're going to be, we're going to, we're going to do this thing, right? Like, she, it's almost as if she's actually considering this. Yeah. She's like, I think I'm the queen pin now. (laughs) Yeah, I think I got what I wanted. He shot my dad. I shot his eye out. And we're good. We're good. We made it. Um, But while that's happening, she does get another vision. Uh, At the same time as Chula, it looks like, who is at the local fairgrounds uh, preparing for the Chocata powwow. And this is enough for Henry to say, "Mm, enough is enough. You and you get together 
and let's talk. So Maya is now dropped off at Chula's house after Drop, 20 dropped off like, years. Like, like, you know, like he's taking a bad child to go see like their their other pair. Like, I had enough of you. You go in there. You talk to this person. Like, it was it was so funny. It's almost like a, a a bad child be sent to a punishment. She's yes. Like, she's like, fine, I'll go in. Like, she's like, fine. I guess I'll talk to this, this lady. So, so who good. has the answers to all my needs but i guess i'll talk to her right it's just if everyone can stop being stubborn and if mm. we could figure out right because okay so chula and you know it's a very awkward conversation between chula and maya right we're trying to figure out what's going on but we still don't know or at least for me their conversation was so painful because how are you blaming a child for not keeping in touch and you would you would ex you would almost expect a show to give a character a reasonable like reason for this. Yes, but we don't get one. She's like, "Yeah, I just didn't want to have you around." Like, <laughs> oh, oh, because you okay. looked and reminded me of your mom. What? Like, oh, okay. Like, as Maya tells her, like she's so. It was a very, very selfish thing to do to just kind of turn your back on a child mm -hmm. who just lost her mother. And Chula can really give no good explanation for this. She's just like, yeah, I just you'd remind me too much of her. My heart was broken, so I just said, yeah, you go with your dad, and I'll forget all about you. It was like, wow, it was that's it's so heartbreaking, so cold blooded, and. I almost like even by the end of the the, the season, we're supposed to, I don't know, look at Chula still as some type of good figure. I'm just like, ah, I just I can't get with you, Chula. Like I cannot, I can't rock with you. Like you just, even through your pain, you should realize that this is your granddaughter, and you're sending Who her needs away, her family, because it seems like Chula is the connection, right? Because here's my question, right? And because Chula does end up sharing, right, about their lineage. I feel like just that, how did the ancestors kind of let this happen is also my question that this child is in need, you know, you have it, you know, the people behind you had it, and you know that your daughter had it, the healing power. So I'm so confused how you can let Maya just wild out like this with a criminal when Maya yeah. has all of these powers. A criminal that you know danger follows around. Yes. Like danger, like this guy just got your daughter killed. And you're just like, all right, bye. Like, I'm just gonna forget about you for the rest of your life. Like, you know, it, would, would it have taken like a woodpecker coming down and landing on Maya's head That's for you to be I'm like, saying. like, come on, Maya, let's go. Like, she's just like, all right, bye. See you. Just gonna forget about you for the rest of my life. Calm down, Bonnie. Like, your your cousin just going away forever. Like, I, you know, I can't, I still can't rock with Chula after all this. Like, because it was, it was such a selfish move. I understand you're brokenhearted, but that should bring you closer to Maya, not push her further away, in my mind. It, because it was, Maya is still thinking she lost her mom and yeah. it's her fault. Yeah. And Maya is rightfully enraged here at this. And it was, it was such great acting from Alakwana yes. Cox, I think it was her name, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, before this, Maya, you know, even as she signed, she you don't you don't really hear um, much as she's as she's signing, but here you can you can almost audibly hear her as she's like yes yelling and sign at Chula and using her you know the the audible words along with the signing. Mm -hmm. It was it was such a great moment um, that she's really able to let it all out on Chula um, in this way. Yeah, I agree. I think it was necessary. Again, I just wish 
two minutes, right? Cut out all the bike scenes and just <laughs> give us the motivation of what happened in Oklahoma that they could just like let her go like this. And what? Oh, it's just, it bothers me so much that you're blaming a child for your severed relationship. Yeah, and Maya's like, you disowned me. She's like, no, not you. I disowned your dad. Well, she was with with the dad, bro. Like, like, uh, come on. Come on. And Maya says, no. Maya's like, yeah, I was a kid, and I needed you, and you chose yourself as she likes runs out of the house like yeah tell them maya but but like you said uh you know i, I think we get we get the explanation here Tula's like yeah yeah all our ancestors are looking after us this is why both are seeing these visions and this is where we get the revelation mm-hmm. that uh maya's mom was a healer which is a, a kind of a different you know convention here that we've seen from from all of our other ancestors that she has this special power of of healing yeah. i was like oh that's that's very interesting and you know it seems to be like I don't know if each ancestor had their own uh, skill. Like, was one agility? Yeah, I believe so. One mm-hmm. was marksmanship. Yes. And now this one is, you know, healing. So that's very interesting in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like this was really a, a uh, fact moment where we're getting this, like, we're definitively saying, yes, your ancestors are speaking to you. They are echoing through you. <laughs> you get it? That's the name of the show. <laughs> they're they're echoing through you maya yeah i love that mom gets to say that to her Mm, later on and mom gives the name um it's just it's very nice and maya is so pissed off rightfully so and that's not to say chula feels like she finally has you know enough closure to finish Mm. working on the special garb in the sewing room, and we know, right, that that's gonna be Maya's. Yes, uh, yeah. Superhero. I mean, that's that's gonna be her hero, her hero uniform. Like, yes. We, I just step aside, really, end the mode. Yeah. Yeah, and also we didn't really get a backstory of that either. Like, what did Chulo start working on this at a certain point? Was she making this for her daughter, and then after the mm. daughter's accident, she stopped? Like, where does that backstory come from? Because she goes to the mannequin where the thing is on, and is like weeping over this piece of this this item of, of cloth it's like okay what what's, what's going on why are you weeping over this item of cloth and then we just don't really get it really touched on again we see her finish it you know finish the uh the quote-unquote uniform if you will. yeah uh, but we don't really get a backstory of what what that was uh, again something that was just a, another plot hole uh for us to fall into in, in, in this series <laughs> Yeah, and we do get, again, a throwaway line in episode two, I believe one or two, it doesn't matter, um, where they say, oh, Chula, like, you stopped, you know, giving, uh, like, doing your your sewing, and that's, you know. She stopped, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and then she hasn't done her you know, gift in a long time. So that's all we know. So I wonder if that moment was to tell us like after, you know, 20 years or whatever, she's finally taking it back up. And maybe that's why it's been so painful uh, for her. Like, yeah, I, I think it would have been a fun, why like, are we a, a really, really touching backstory of like, I was making this for my daughter, but then she, in the middle of me making it, she died. And now I made this for you, Maya, or something to that effect. I don't know. Or couldn't her mom, when they have that meeting in the garage, mom at least say that about Chula? Like, damn, something. Yeah, for sure. But no. 
Go ahead, give us nothing, Marvel. <laughs> and Maya, of course, now decides it's pew-pew time. So goes to the Chakata Hotel uh, and Casino to meet Fisk and, you know, to really talk about his offer. They finally are about to talk, but she's holding Fisk at gunpoint again. And I said, just shoot him. Just kill him. Just kill him. Well, I mean, she 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 came in with a gun, so I was just like, yes. are, we just, "Are you just?" And again, no explanation of what her plan was there. She just walks in with the gun, like, "Okay, so I guess we're killing Fisk." I I, I guess you are rejecting his offer. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool." We have no idea, and to that <laughs> to that point, then after this is happening, he is finally giving us the truth. That we, the, the Marvel nerds, definitely knew. So he tells <laughs> Maya, so my father didn't exactly die, but... More than more than I murdered him. Yes. And he shares, you know, how he was old enough to free himself of his father's abuse. And that really, I think, gave Maya the opportunity to see him... In a different light? Well, I felt confused. I was like, is she on his side or not? Right? At this point. Well, I think she sees his trauma. She sees right. part of what has led him to where he is. And, you know, part of, part of why he is the way he It gives her a little more insight into yeah. who he is and why he's such a monster. He's a monster because a monster did monstrous things to him and his mm-hmm. mom. Uh, so I think that I think that she can see him in that way. Um, and I just think it's so interesting. Fist is like, I carry this hammer with me everywhere because it's the hammer I use to to kill my dad. Like, okay, that's cool. Sorry, like, are you Thor? <laughs> yeah, like you know, are you are you leaving the house? You're like, all right, got everything. Got my keys. Got my wallet. Oh, you know what? I'm missing my my hammer. I kill my daddy with. Can somebody get my hammer? I kill my daddy with. I I can't. Please, I can't you know, leave there's home a man it. that carries the hammer at all times as like <laughs> yeah. a. You know how uh, in the in like an Ocean's Eleven movie where there's always someone that comes with the necklace uh mm-hmm. and the necklace has its own security hammer yeah <laughs> i can't leave my house on my daddy there's a hammer. guy for that <laughs> gerald don't forget my daddy killing hammer yes <laughs> bring it on like can't, can't just can't leave home without it do you think they and, use the hammers to kill the interpreter i'm pretty sure the interpreter got a got a point blank shot oh that was, was it a shot thing. yeah that was okay. another thing like why why did we kill the interpreter why did that need to well, happen you still need the interpreter. I, are you going to hire another interpreter? Yeah, this, is- I think this happens a lot. I think that's the point. Um, again, this is another throw throwback because we saw him kill someone else. I believe another interpreter in Hawkeye. Oh, did I miss that? Like they they. I did also, but times? this was in one of the re- recaps that oh, I saw. Okay, uh, so they 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 routinely switch out the interpreter. Yeah, that's see, what I, it see, I didn't catch like. that. I didn't catch Me that either. at all. Me either. So that's interesting. That was that was. That was quite a thing. Like she's in the back. She's like, I, I will say anything. I swear. But that makes a ton of sense. We gotta switch these people out every now and then. Yeah. So not everyone gets too much information. That's that's cool. But uh, are these interpreter like you know Facebook groups being like, hey man, if you look like this, because I feel like they all have a certain look, and yeah. if you look like this, maybe we just don't take this job. <laughs> It's not like, worth the money. Like a, we lost another interpreter over at F- Fisk. Fisk is asking for another interpreter. They really go on these interpreters. By the way, has anyone seen any old interpreters that, that Fisk hired? You know, you, you think that would have gone through the interpreter community? Apparently not. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just 
but yeah. as he gives her the hammer, I'm like, is this a real hammer? It's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a squeaky hammer. Like they, they set her up for the fake hammer. Like she tries to hit him like squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Like, oh, this isn't a real hammer. That was a test, and you failed. Like, what would he have done he if she had decided to, to use the hammer on him? Like no, I think he knows he can manipulate her pretty well uh yeah. with family, right? Yeah. He's the opposite of Vin Diesel, where he uses family against you. Well, I feel like Vin Diesel uses family against all those people. It's like, come on this, come on this mission with me because we're family and get yourself almost killed. Like Okay, that's true. But you know, it's like allegedly for good. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. But Fisk is not even an anti-hero. Like he's just turned up villain. He's I think that's the only difference. Just a little. Oof. And of course, Maya, you know, stumbles, but decides, like, it's time for me to go. And does end up leaving before anything else can happen. But, you know, Fisk is not blind to well, the to Maya. Not, he's half blind. I, I don't even know he's yeah. half blind anymore. I don't, That's I don't know what, what I'm his, saying. I don't know what his eyesight is at this point. Because I was like, what up with the eye, right? Like, it. The the scars look much better than the like weirdo tape that you're doing. Well, and then he has some type of device that was like yeah. healing his eye, which I guess like you know is a new form of MCU medicine. I don't know. We saw a version of it, I believe, in like Age of Ultron, where it was the same blue light that helped yeah. Hawkeye. Um, so again, I was like, Marvel spotlight my ass, right? <laughs> We have to know. No, I'm just kidding. But either way, I'm like, are you blind or not? That was another question I kind of ended this episode with where what, you know, what what's this eye patch? Mm-hmm. Is it just all of eye? Um, you know, maybe it's commissioned a lot of eyewear and eye tech <laughs> that we just have no idea about. Yeah, my my thought is it was something that was like almost like healing his eye. Yeah, makes cybernetics sense. or something. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe he can see he's just really scarred in that. Yeah, eye. who knows? We'll see. And of course, the episode ends with Maya leaving Oklahoma while Fisk is so angry, very much a petulant child, uh, because Maya has refused his offer. Jeez, Louis. Like, what did you think was going to happen? That's what I want to know. I mean, Maya, what did you think was going to happen? Okay, you know what? You're right. Leave Fisk in the dust. Like, you didn't think he was going to get any retribution for that <laughs> you thought he was gonna let you leave Maya you've learned nothing he, this man didn't learn ASL for you what do mm-hmm. you think that means mm-hmm. it's not gonna let you just walk away no you, you, your, uncle, your uncle already told you Fist don't let people walk away he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna turn against you and, and take the people you love yep should have should have hit him with that hammer mm-hmm. should have shot him in the, in the face again you should have shot him in the face in the right spot this time that would have been um, like using the hammer to kill him. Poetic justice. Not that maybe his dad, who's to say, didn't deserve to die. Not for me to decide uh, when an abuser deserves to live or not. We we mm-hmm. covered that in um, the power. Yes. Um, but just just end it. End it. We don't need to go to episode five at this point with how rushed this season is anyway. (laughs) But it's okay. We got to get to episode five. So here we are. 
it opened with Chula and me screaming because Chula is um, has stopped by the pawn shop. And I said, kiss, kiss, come on. And Scully is, you know, trying really hard, right, to flirt with her, trying to make mm. some things happen between them. But Chula says, no, I just need the sewing machine that I gave up during my daughter's car accident or any sewing machine at this point. But no, Scully says, baby girl, I got you. I've saved it for all these years. And he presents it with her. And, you know, there, there's hope for, oh, yeah. for some romance here. Yeah, he's like, I need you back for me. And this sewing machine. <laughs> and, you know, at by the end, they have this, like, sweet moment. They're touching hands a little bit. Chula talks to him in Choctaw, which, you know, mm. is their little, their, their love language. And, again, you know, fast forward to the end. Did they get back together or not? He's not the little family get together, so I don't know. Oh, my. I was so angry that he was mm. not. I said, why? What has this man done to y'all that you're so disrespectful to him? He's trying. He's trying to get back in the pantry. Let let him in. Let him in. He's he wants it so bad. But that was a nice little touching moment between. Them. Yes, and I, which I appreciate it. Let our side characters actually have stories of themselves, because I am a truly truther. Make this happen when. All right. Chuli, Schoola. Yeah, Schoola, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Okay, Chula, Chu. No, not Chula. Julie stands rise now or Scala, whatever we want to call ourselves. And of course, Chula day is like going on as normal. She's working her little post office job and unknowingly she encounters this big ass man that we have never seen around in these parts before. Mm -hmm. And she's just word vomiting her whole life story. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, my, my daughter, you know, I learned ASL for her and I keep it up for my granddaughter. You keep it up for your granddaughter. You haven't talked to your granddaughter in 20 years, you know, since, you know, yesterday. Um, when you keep it up for her, mm-hmm. which was, you know, I thought a very interesting kind of moment there where yeah. she does say, you know, which almost says to me, she had always hoped that she and oh, one would unite, but she was just too stubborn to make it happen. You know, which I, I wish you would have gotten a little more background into about why, even after all these years, she's refused to reach out to Maya. You know, I guess my she does mention to Maya that she seems too much like her dad, which I guess yep. was another another reason to not stay in touch with her. But I thought it was interesting she said she kept it up for for Maya, which which gave her, I guess, showed us that she had some hope for their relationship at some point. Who, who knows when that would have happened if if this if all this stuff didn't happen now. But say this to Maya, mm-hmm. <laughs> not a random. This is sometimes I feel like Southern people really are that nice where they'll just be telling you your whole their whole life story. And you're just like, I just met you. <laughs> but, you know, by the end of your conversation, you're just like, yeah, and tell B- little Bobby, you know, that like, I hope he gets that A so that he can go to his <laughs> little, you know, so he can go to Disney just like daddy wants. Right. You You do know the whole story. So. Tula, I don't blame you. It's just this man is sus. And I need the woodpecker to show up. On... And peck his and peck his his bad eye. Like yes. this, is, this is not the good guy. This is the bad guy. Like, where are the ancestors? Why are y'all sleeping? Okay. So, of course, while that's happening, Maya has left. And which is unfortunate because the annual powwow is, you know, 
setting up. We know that that's where, right? Like the beats, every it's just it's gonna come to a head here. Biscuits is back. He's helping out. He's helping set it all up. And he's like, "Where's Chula? Chula should have been here by now. This is like her main event. What's going on?" And then we see an RV pull up, and it is Zane. Freaking Zane. And I love the biscuits. Like, no, you you're not a vendor. You you gotta park over there. And Zane is like, uh huh, uh huh, and just keeps going. I'm just gonna do what I want. Okay, bye. Zane, I hate you so much. Um, so he's of course arrived, which I think raises a lot of alarms for Biscuit. So shout out to Biscuits because he says, mm, Chula isn't here, Bonnie isn't here, and now we have these sus ass people. These random colonizers, these yeah. random colonizers are pulled up. <laughs> like no, nothing good can come from that. Yeah, just like another Disney movie. Look at us today. Uh white men. These white men are dangerous. <laughs> Like, that's all we're getting right now. So, of course, he texts Maya and says, you know, like, have have you heard from both of them? This means Maya's like, Mm-mm-mm, something's up. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like it's like two and two finally connect. Like, you know, I probably shouldn't have just blown Fisk off like that because he was going to take some kind of revenge. Uh, so I should probably go, go ahead and get, get back there. Like, yeah, duh. Come on, Maya. And I shouldn't have left until I knew Fisk's ass had left. Mm-hmm. But of course not, because Fisk can't um, really like can you know track her because she's thrown the contact out. So of course this means everyone's in danger. Maya, you know, vroom vroom, she's coming back, baby. And Maya rushes to Chula's home, you know, and it's you can tell it is something's up. It's all messed. But then she is greeted by the spirit of her mother in the garage or, you know, in the sewing room, at least, where her mother reveals a true connection um, of Maya to her ancestor all the way back to the first Chakata Chaffa and how really the women of the family have served as protectors of the tribe. And they call on the echoes of the ancestors in times of need. Ah, Echo, get it? That's your superhero name. Got it? I uh, loved it. I'm a sucker. I fell for it. I was like, this is so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, the, the moment was really good. And really, you know, again, as we got the, the slow progression of Maya mm-hmm. softening towards, you know, not not just, uh, you know, her family, but her yeah. culture and, and what and her she learns her duty here, right? Like you've been run away from your family for the last mm-hmm. 20 years, like rightfully so, but your destiny and your job, just like all your other ancestors, is to protect your family, to protect your tribe. That's what all your ancestors have done. Chaffa, uh Tuklo, uh I forgot the other one's name, but th- they've all they've done yeah. is protect their family, protect their mm-hmm. tribe. Uh, you know, the first one got their people out of the cave. The second one saved them from being banished by winning the rugby slash lacrosse match. Yeah. Tuklo saved her dad. So that this is all of their jobs throughout here. And now it's your time, your turn to to do your job, do your duty. And you know, she uses her healing powers to kind of make her realize, to heal her heart in a way, mm-hmm. to, to to get past the you know the the trauma to get past the being abandoned by chula basically and you know it was just such a a touching great moment and the actress that plays um 
Taloa, I think was was her was mm-hmm. uh was Maya's mom's name is is so good with what she does. Where where I where I kind of where I ran up against an issue with with the portrayal of Maya was that she wasn't very expressive. She you yeah know, for a lot of the episodes, for a lot of the series she had kind of a scowl, which I know is part of character. But for someone to be so expressive, like like her mom, like I, that was a great use of that, mm-hmm. a great use of of the acting in in that way. I wish I could have seen a little more of that from the Maya um, character. Yeah, agree. I think again, they just she, there wasn't enough room for her to really be anything else but pissed off. It felt like be, because of how it's written, not necessarily because of the actress. Um, True. And we do get a moment with the mom where we learn about the woodpecker. And this is what we've been talking about, where it's like a known thing that if you're a true crime junkie, that a lot of serial killers start by hurting animals. I, I was like, Maya, like, you little, you little psychotic. I mean, even before the trauma of yes. your mom dying, and your before family, Fisk, yeah, yeah, your family abandoning you, you was a little psycho. You was, you was a little cray. Talk and about- killing like your uh, hurting. Sorry, your like the tribe's like protector or the tribe. I mean, like- she- she Ooh. ain't know that, but you True. still try to harm little innocent animals and then lying about it and talk about, yeah, I just found him like that. Like, girl. And then she Good. said, I just wanted to see if it would hit him. Like the slingshot. What's going on, Maya? Maya, get get this girl to some child therapy, please. No, instead we got her to Fisk. Yeah, this is and I just, much. this is where, again, our characters, and this is uh, interesting. I don't know why it just is coming to me, but I feel like a lot of our characters just don't have, like, they don't have enough therapy. Like, yeah. She-Hulk, right, actually goes to therapy. So we need them to go to the abomination, right? Because yeah. these characters that are just done so dirty by the men that raised them, yeah, they all had daddy just, issues, as she yeah. said. Yeah. But they're not, you know, they're not working through it. Instead, mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah, my struggle, that's good enough. Yeah. But uh, little Maya was a psycho in, in several several instances. <laughs> instances in her early yep. life. And, you know, killing, not killing, but hurting the woodpecker, hurting the little ice cream guy. Look, look at, Be on the lookout for little young Maya. Yeah, and fun fact, Lo, uh, young Maya, or the actress, is uh, Alakos Cox's cousin. That makes so much sense, because that, yeah. little, that, that little kid looks so much like her, so much like her. Uh, that makes a ton of sense that they are actually related. Yeah, so I just, I love that little note as well. So anyway, that is where Maya has now, you know, actualized herself and realized who she is and what she must do. Um, and honestly an answer to what Chula was saying but this like I think puts like the final exclamation point is that what her visions were and what that means like there isn't just like something haunting her like a bad dream or whatever it's this is her ancestors calling on her to say it's now her time so then the episode of course cuts to the powwow um, which has started right the tourists are showing up the festivities have started and many you know um, are shown actually to be part of Fisk's men posing as volunteers again did they just kill the volunteers and take over their names because there's no way they thought this far out 
Yeah, there's no way they, you know, the day before the thing was like, hey, let's go sign for, as volunteers so we can infiltrate this uh, this powwow. Nah, they just killed a bunch of people. Again, disrespectful. I hate you. And uh, they decide, you know, they're like waiting on orders, right, to decide when to gun down all of these people. It's Dude. giving colonizer. For real, and to shoot an RPG into the into the crowd, like whoa, like you are you're trying to just go for this mass casualties here. Um, it's a genocide. Like, what are you doing? Like, Fist, come on. I know you're mad at Maya, but to wipe out a whole people's like you're that you're that sick. You're that villainous. Oh my god, I just I don't understand. So again, all of this comes together, and. Despite trying to find her, Maya does get through into the powwow. And this is one of the most beautifully shot scenes, period. The um, the uh, noise goes down, right, of the powwow. And you just hear the drums. Mm-hmm. And you hear the heartbeats. And, you, yeah. and they do this a lot in the episode, right, where they... Uh, it's almost Maya's POV and what she yeah. hears and her heartbeat... But this was beautiful. Maya is in her full um, garb. She's really channeling her ancestors and uh, in her suit. And just the visuals, right, of like having her family at her back, having her tribe with her. Just chef's kiss. So beautiful. Would recommend for everyone to watch. It's such a great use of the culture and mm-hmm. the history and, and really representing it in, in such a great way um, as to get such an authentic uh, moment. And for yeah. for Maya to be in the middle of that, to remember her roots, because it feels like it feels like Maya wasn't even really embracing her roots mm-hmm. until she until she's here in Oklahoma. She spent most of her life in New York, um, probably a little bit away from the culture, but she's here back in Oklahoma where the culture is all around her. She can't help but yeah. be in the culture. And through the through this, you know, these episodes, she's really kind of been immersed back into, into her culture that she hasn't been around in 20 yeah. years, which might be, you know, f- kind of foreign to her at this point. Um, so it was good to see. I, I wish the show would have delved a little more into Maya's thought process mm-hmm. in that way. Um, but I think we can just feel that from from looking at what we what we have here. Yeah, I just, it was beautiful. Um, And Maya, of course, then is about to slip away. But with that, we get a Henry sighting right before that. Henry arrives. Hello. Again, Henry should have been there, right? Yeah. He seems like not just part of the community as a, he seems like a big part of it. So weird. Um, He's aware now of the potential danger kind of enlists biscuits to help protect the people from whatever fisk might be planning but that's the end of what we really get from them but again and henry and biscuits never even interact no. in person so that that's that still lends my fear that biscuits was like an afterthought of this whole thing and that you know they shot this scene and like uh yeah we we add another character so henry go ahead and do this dialogue talking about yep. the character and biscuits like i got the perfect thing you know, monster truck burnt. Like it, it was, it was so felt smushed in, felt cut in in a way. Just like um, the monster truck, because yeah, we gotta get, we gotta get, we gotta gotta have Henry and Biscuits contribute some type of way. <laughs> that's that's what this felt like. Yeah, and what was fascinating, I think, is that Biscuits, um, 
you know, souped up this truck, right? We get him at this junkyard. Again, a throwaway scene, no pun intended, where he's like, Chula says, you know, basically saying where there's a will, there's a way, blah, blah, blah. But what's the point of this monster truck? There's no point. Like, why would you sweep up this monster truck if it's Chula's truck? Chula's going to deliver mail. Mail on this didn't make sense. Um, but and also when he's getting he's shopping for the parts, he goes, you know what Chula says? Uh, if something's broken, you don't throw it away. I said what? Chula, who literally threw Maya away because things were broken. That don't make sense to me. But listen, this is how it be with, uh, unfortunately, some toxic family members, right? They, you uh, get some people get the best of them, and some people don't. That's so true. Check yeah. out. That's true. I was like, Chula said that. Chula, the one who threw her daughter, granddaughter away, who threw the Scully Chula. away. Yeah, that Chula. Actually, <laughs> that's not. You know, it could be mutual. We don't know. Yeah. But be that so Chula. for real. The Chula we've been seeing in the television show. Cause I don't think that's I don't think that's her motto. I've seen how true the rocks, and that that don't seem like her. But okay, sure. The woodpecker threw her away too, cause they're like Chula. What is this? <laughs> Chula, you messy girl. Okay, biscuits, stand up. But yeah, I think biscuits is giving very much naive. So checks out, mm-hmm. and just I don't I don't understand all of this truck to gun down a few vans mm-hmm, to. to... to... Did he, did he kill those people? Like, what are those people? I mean, smushed crushed out? Them. Are they dead? Like, that, was, that was such an interesting set piece. It was like, I know, let's have a monster truck. Uh, it's Oklahoma, right? We have to. I guess it, it was an Weird. interesting choice that the, that the showrunners made. Yeah. It just it feels like a bunch of throwaway scenes together mm-hmm. to, into, to that made this show. Anyway, Maya ends up splitting off, of course, uh, from the dance and discovers, right, Fisk, along with his men. I just got to say, like, this is so this is so interesting because Maya walks in this dark barn and then Fisk, like, comes out of the shadows and surprise, I had your family in the dark. Like, it's the lighting for me. Do you hire, like, a trap coordinator to really set this up? Like, okay. Here's what I'm envisioning. She walks in this way. You walk in that way. But the whole time, you had her family behind these these uh, in this barn, just cloaked in darkness. So she doesn't see it when she comes in. But then when you give the signal, we'll turn on the lights, and there they are. Like it was, it's it's so funny. Just it, and this is this show isn't alone in this type of uh, no, no, this no. type of things. Like it, just a, just the planning of this. Like if this tells the guys, okay, you guys stay back there. And then when I come in and I and I say this this line, you yep. turn the lights and reveal that they've been back there the whole time. It, it's when you think about this in the real real world world terms, it's so funny to me. That's just how yeah, that's how my brain works. I think this is no, because that's immediately what I thought. I said, "What is this like um, uplighting moment where he's it's almost so like a surprise dramatic. party? Yeah, yeah it's like, almost like a surprise so party. I can't yeah. with you." Because I just love that he's like, mm, mm, right? And then they both come up. You are doing the absolute most, my guy. Too but, much. you know, a commit, committed to the bit. I see you, King. Yeah, and and he also must have a hammer guy and a lights guy. Because yeah. how are we buying these lights? 
Yeah, like how are you setting this up perfectly as if it's like you like I said, some sort of type of surprise. And what like... if it didn't work? Does that mean it might just run it back? Sorry. Yeah, my can, my can big just, daddy can just come in again work. and we'll we'll take this whole thing over. <laughs> Timothy, figure out those lights. Timothy's dead. It's Timothy's it's gone. the it's a light guy number two now. That's promoted to number mm. one. <laughs> yeah. The lighting's all wrong. <laughs> I'm pissed. Okay, that's what we're getting. So, um, of course, Fisk is like about to, you know, they're about to have a whole battle, and then he reveals Tula and Bonnie. Then he says, "Bonnie, come here, though." Bonnie is now <laughs> interpreting her own hostage exchange. Yeah, forced interpreting. <laughs> Basically, he said he gonna kill us. Yeah, and then I love that at certain point, Bonnie is so shocked, rightfully so, that she's like, bitch, we're about to die. This is frightful signing. She's like, like, she can't believe what she's signing at this moment. She's like, he, he said he's about to kill us. Like, as she's signing, she's like, I can't believe I'm signing. If y'all aren't right watching us on YouTube, you're missing great. Like, he killed your daddy. Did you know that? <laughs> he just said he killed your dad. Oh, my God. It was so, like... Again, it just this is so funny, but I I think Kingpin has to be a great villain to me because of his commitment to the bit. Yeah, hundred percent. He's 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 larger than life in more ways. Than yes, one. and I, I think um, you know, and when in Daredevil and the Netflix series, he really came across as this really just super deranged, super mm -hmm. uh, maniacal guy. Here is a little bit more of a softer side in, yeah. in different ways. I, I still don't know what his true motivations were for Maya. Did he really see Maya as a daughter? Did he still want to keep using her as a weapon? Mm -hmm. Is a little bit of both. We still don't really get the full info on what his true feelings are for Maya in this way. Yeah, I think it's very much like the oh, you could have had all of this, right? Uh, where, funny enough, we get the, the guy named Woody at the junkyard, you know, mm -hmm. quoting Lion King. But to me, this is way more that, right? Like, everything a light touch could have been yours, Maya. Yeah. But you messed up. But you turned your back on me. <laughs> so now I kill you. <laughs> and of course, as, you know, Fisk's men are about to attack full on because now, you know, we've all, like, everything has come out to the light. Uh, no pun intended. The powers are gonna power, baby. The powers show up, and I have to say, I, this is, it is a little bit silly because in us, it took what, maybe one minute, not even 30 seconds. Bonnie and Chula quickly took, took also get the powers. They mm -hmm. do a little one two punch. They're, they're, it's like irrelevant. It was like a fart in the wind that that happened. <laughs> but the biggest piece, and I will say, I am taken by it. I'm a sucker. I don't care. But when the ancestors show up to fight, Listen, the I'm CG wasn't the best, what? but I, I appreciated the moment. I appreciate the sentiment. Um, I think if if Echo, if we see Echo more, mm -hmm. I think it would be fun to see like as she's doing things, like that Ooh. ancestor that that she learned that from, like pops up alongside her or something, or she can talk to. Like I would love to see a 
you know, however many long episodes you want, give me 10 to 12, yeah. where as she's doing stuff, she is able to communicate with these ancestors and learn lessons from ancestors. I think that would have been a really fun uh, way for this to go, for those ancestors to be kind of alongside her as she's doing these things. But yeah, as you said, the kind of melding of all the ancestors as she's getting her, like, fight stance on was, was, a, was a really nice uh, touch, really nice spectacle to show us that she has all these people behind her she and and just the when she's standing there and she has all of her ancestors like behind her i think was more effective mm-hmm. than the uh you know uh switching between a different bunch of ancestors yes. at, at once i think just having all them behind her in a symbolic way was more i thought more effective to me than that yeah a hundred percent i think visually also it just manifested that it she's never been alone and yeah. that's the whole point of this show right is to really show that the ancestors have been at her back at all times that have been not even hers, right? Her mom's um, and have been at Chula's uh, back as well. It isn't just like a random throwaway thing that happened. And secondly, you know what? I'll even say a step further. Marvel's never going to do this, but we still got to put it out there that you know how um, during the Marvels, uh, Mm. they had the fight scenes, right? Where they were going in and out because of their powers were switched. Spoiler alert. That would be really beautiful to see like Loak come in as necessary or two uh two or a towel, right? Like as necessary, each different um person come in. Yeah, I think that would be really Marvel really fun representation to kind of uh show us that her powers in effect in that way. Like I learned this from this ancestor, this from yeah. this ancestor, all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, I think that would have been fun. Um, but the way they did it, I, I appreciate what was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, with what they have working, I'm still happy. Yeah, I'll 100%. say that. Yeah. And um, all that to say, we never get much of Maya's suit. Like any under what the you know, hell? I I'd say this the the traditional garb was good, but I thought she had some rocking outfits even before that. Like she had this when she showed up at Chulo's house, she had this like I don't know. It looked like a secret agent-y type of type of battle suit going on. They really incorporated the sun in a lot yeah. of her, her which is uh, her like OG costume, right? Yeah, from the it, comics. So. Yeah, it's it's similar to that, and mm-hmm. it's like I thought she was rocking a lot of good suits even before that. I don't think the suit that she had like at the very end is really like uh, conducive to, to to fighting in. It was, but I appreciate the attempt. Because it wasn't I, really a fight. Let's be real. <laughs> right um but yeah i i did enjoy seeing the whole suit like we saw the suit and then we saw more of the suit I'm like oh that wasn't it she like tore off another piece of it yeah like, oh, this is more suit okay cool i appreciated it um but i did also like the other looks that she was rocking before that like mm, the, she had like the, the holster on her yes. like, chest plate she had like the little sun thing it was like it looked almost daredevil chic in a way yeah so i, I appreciate she- all that which we can talk about in a minute, but like where she is now, at least Echo is, I think, under Disney Plus as the Defenders. So, interesting. Um, yeah, it's like that's the little subtitle. Somebody. Yeah, subtitle. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So that, whatever that may mean, maybe we'll see yeah. her again. But I w- new Rockstars is a great breakdown of her outfit, so I'd recommend um, if folks really want to know because there is like different things that she borrows um, from each ancestor that's part of her outfit. So which yeah. is beautiful, but I shouldn't have to go to a YouTube recap to know about that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. 
it, you know, like you say, we didn't really get a lot of the suit. We didn't yeah. get a lot of uh, it, seeing it in action because there wasn't a whole lot of action in that mm-hmm. barn. Um, you know, she takes out some of the henchmen and then, you know, the thing with King And Pin. Bonnie and Chula do too, right? Like, I was like, oh, come on. And they're echoing Maya, it felt like for a second. Yeah, I felt like they were like siphoning off some of Maya's yeah. power or something and using it for their, themselves. Like, okay, that's cool. I mean, it was a little hokey with Chula like take the old lady taking out the, the yep. big straw. I was like, okay, that a little hokey, but I get you. I see what you're doing, show all the ancestors they speaking have to, to them too. That's cool. I, I'm yeah. I'm no complaints on that part. No, it's just it is what it is. And uh, Henry and Biscuits, like I said, take care of the other henchmen. And Henry shoots Zane quietly to where the RPG just like becomes a firework. I mean, he shoots the RPG up in the air, which I guess detonates in the air, which they mistake as a firework. Which I must say, I didn't think RPGs worked like that. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I was pretty sure they had to like hit a target. Right? Don't they have like heat sensors on them? Again, I I could be completely wrong. What do I know? What do I know? Yeah. Me looking up RP, maybe I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, you should look up RPGs like, like as, a, you know, on your yeah. Exactly. Like as an immigrant, maybe that's not the best thing <laughs> for me to look at. Get on some watch lists. Yes. Listen, I am South Asian. Uh, going to airports with me is horrible. So yeah, anyway, turns out it's fireworks. Uh the thank you, shout out to the truck who has killed more people now than you know anyone else and crushes the vans. Everything's done, and she now uses her healing powers or her mom's healing powers to go to Fisk, right? And almost turns manipulation back onto him, where they go into his uh, the most traumatic day of his life, probably. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to free him from the painful memories of his abusive father. And she's like, you still care for, you know, me. Um, I care for you, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. Yeah. Um, I did not see this show doing this. I was like, wow, that's a way to go. Um, trying to heal Fisk, heal his trauma so that he's not a bad guy anymore. Sure. But like you said, did it work? We still don't really know by the end of this. Where are we going with this? Is more my question, right? Like, what again? I know there's a post credit scene, so like, mm-hmm. I get it, but well, I mean, let's, let's then let's, why let's did wrap... we do this in the first place? Yeah, I mean, well, let's let's wrap let's wrap the whole thing. Like, she yes. she tries to heal him. He's like, "What did you do? What are you doing?" And then he just goes off in his truck. Like, okay, that was that was an abrupt end, but all right. Um. <laughs> You know, we get the whole Maya reunites with her family. I, I did, I did like seeing Maya smile because yes. we just didn't get much of that in this in this. And series. we're not telling women to smile, so don't come for us, okay? No, this, it, it's more that our painful heroes deserve happy endings. Yeah, so it was good to see that again. Where is Scully? Why wasn't Scully with the whole family? I mean, Henry, for goodness' sake, is with the family. Henry's not even, you know. And really. Henry's more hated than Scully for sure. You know what I mean? Henry's like an in-law to, yeah. to uh, Bonnie. But Bonnie, Bonnie was calling Henry Uncle Henry. So I was like, 
what other relationships like between these people? And, and I mean, you know, but it's one of those like you have to, you know, because Bonnie and Maya were so close and. You know, I'm assuming Henry was probably over all the time, so he just became uncle. He wasn't that flashback, which I'm like, why wasn't Henry in the little flashback? And, That's true. And again, who are Bonnie's parents? Who are Biscuit's parents? Why are Bonnie and Biscuits with their grandparents? No explanation to it. And any are of they that. related? Like, are they brother and sister, or are right. they they also cousins? You know, we have no idea. No idea. But it was nice to see, uh, you know, Maya have a nice moment with her mm-hmm. family. All seems to be forgiven, I guess, with Chula and everything. So that was a nice moment. Uh, but as you say, we do get our our post credit scene with Fisk. And that was his... also speaking of Fast and the Furious, right? It was very much the final barbecue. At oh the yeah, end definitely. Of every... yeah. <laughs> Fast the, the I was surprised they didn't all sit down and, and say grace. You know, oh, it's... yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get the Fisk post credit scene. He's in his, you know, private jet, and we hear, you know, he. All of a sudden, here's on the news. Uh, I'm not sure how he's getting a New York telecast from Oklahoma, but okay. Listen, whatever. and we don't know what happens in private jets yeah, when you're so a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. Uh, but they're talking about the race for mayor. And we need someone that's going to be a real fighter. Someone that can understand the traumas of New Yorkers and blah, blah, blah. Someone that's not part of a political machine. And, you know, you see Fist just kind of get this light bulb idea in his mind. And so, listen, this is going to be a connection to Daredevil mm-hmm. Born Again, I'm sure, where, you know, this is a plot line from comics where Fist runs for mayor. Spoiler, in the comics, he does uh, successfully become mayor, at, you know, at, for a certain period yeah. of time. Um, so, you know, I guess that's a look into Daredevil Born Again and what what part of that storyline is going to be. And I guess Daredevil is going to be you know fighting against fisk and as fisk is mayor which will be an interesting um, Maybe we'll see. yeah who knows i think the question the question is will we see echo in daredevil because it seems like echo is now you know back home she's yeah you know her mom basically tells her to you know to come home stay home um so is echo going to make a special trip to new york to talk to daredevil and bring him up to speed on what has happened with fisk and all that is fisk going to be portrayed as maybe he's not a bad guy anymore maybe he is going to fight for the good guys but then mm-hmm. to be revealed later that no he was never back on the good side he was always a bad guy who knows will he be gotcha fake out yeah will he say that maya's you know healing of him worked and he's gonna be a good guy i doubt it but it'll be interesting to see where we where that ends up in Daredevil Born Again. Yep. I think this is all a setup for Daredevil. Yep. Uh, and overall, like I said, I still think it's a beautiful series, beautiful representation. Uh, the Chocotaw Nation uh, has set up a, a really interesting uh, uh, website page or landing page where if y'all want to know more about everything they talked about, you should go check it out. And... I just felt like, as every Disney freaking show, give it more episodes and let our shows breathe. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the overarching, like, you know, thought I have, I've had with most of our shows. Um, Give us more time. Give us more characterization. Give us give us more story uh, to really help us appreciate all of our characters. Like I said before, I feel like 
all of our supporting characters really kind of got shortchanged in a way, yep. especially especially Bonnie. I, I feel like Bonnie was such a important character to set up, and then just kind of they didn't really do much with her at and all. And just a damsel in distress, like that's what she almost got um, withered down to. Yeah. So you know, like yeah, I wish we could have gotten the full eight episodes. I think I think eight episodes at forty five minutes is a perfect length for a lot of shows. You know, I'd even take a ten to twelve episode show if you can do it mm. right. I will say <laughs> that's very important. But we got what we got, and I was happy to have gotten Echo. Um, yeah, me too. We just, I, I I would say good, not great, and I, I wanted more. Yeah. And listen, I feel like what does Marvel have to lose by giving us a few more episodes? People are going to we're going to watch. Right. Like, And I'm assuming all of y'all listening, you're going to watch. So people are going to watch. It's not like you have your next show coming up like tomorrow. Right. I think Marvel got really spooked with the with all the exposés, with all of the mm. bad press they had gotten. Yeah. I think probably the decision-making for Echo was happening around that time. Where okay, they're like, I see what you're they're saying. They're like, yeah, maybe we don't go the whole eight episodes because it seems like people are really off of Marvel. So let's kind of get this thing out of there. Let's release it all at once so we can kind of move away from this type yeah. of storytelling and move away from this type of model that we're doing because I'm not sure. Other than Daredevil Born Again, I'm not sure what other serialized exactly. show you know outside of animation they have coming uh because it really seemed like this is like all right let's get, let's just get this out here so we can be done with this so that we can move on to quote-unquote fixing yep. our marvel disney plus problem listen we love loki so there's ways yeah. to do it it's just don't stop rushing your care again it's just it really irritates me as to how they're making these decisions because i would just rather them no, that's not fair. Uh, I just, yeah, it's just, it's a disservice. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but I'm st- a Marvel girly through and through. So I'm still excited for the next thing that comes up. Uh, but is there anything else for Echo um, or Marvel in general we should be covering, Jason, right now or talking about? Um, no, I, I think we're good. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, animation is kind of the, the thing that yes. Marvel's going for, you know, coming up soon. We got the X-Men 93 coming out. We got the uh, Spider-Man animated series coming out. Um, there was a Black Panthers uh, animated type of series announced that's going to be really interesting. It's going to be kind of an anthology series following different characters when they are like talking about different vibranium artifacts to Wakanda. I'm very interested in that. So mm-hmm, those are all things too. that are that are coming uh, soon to, uh, you know, in a range from soon to in the near distant future. So that's something to look out for. Um, I, I hope we see Echo again in Daredevil Born Again. I really want those type of cameos. I really want her to be part of the world um, of, of Daredevil because there's a lot yeah. to mine there. I, I don't know if there's ever going to be a romantic connection between Daredevil and Echo like there is in the comics. Uh, for some reason, it doesn't I, check out I doubt for me it. with these characters yeah. currently. What, what, let me ask you. Just a kind of tangent here. A lot of our female MCU superheroes have been presented with no love interest. How do you feel about that? I enjoy it. I think sometimes when love interests are presented in TV shows or movies, not necessarily in the comics, because I think in comics you have more room to kind of like tell a story that isn't just a one, you know, one angle or one track. Versus I think we're getting six episodes. I don't have time to right. dedicate to a love interest. I have 30 minutes in those six episodes. Like, what? 
no way. I don't, I personally just don't think we have enough time. Not that I want these women to be perpetually single, but I enjoyed what could have been for She-Hulk, where she just kind of like, is like, yeah, let me hit up this guy that I, you know, let me have a roster for yeah. when I'm bored. That's yeah, what I like. I'm thinking of more like a Black Widow, Captain Marvel, not here with Echo. I think Marvel mm -hmm. makes a concrete decision to be like, we don't, we know that if we give these women love interests, they're gonna they're gonna kind of be like, well, they don't need any man. Like, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get out we'll ahead think. of that. And we'll say, no, no love interest. But I, I I would appreciate some love interest for some of these people, some to see what they're like in relationships. And I mean, they teased with the Black Widow, but they didn't give us anything. Yeah, uh, so I thought mm -hmm. I just think that's a really interesting way that Marvel is is tackling their their female, most of their female superheroes. You didn't mention She Hulk. Uh, Miss Marvel had a semi. Uh, oh right, but it was <laughs> like teenage QQ. No. Yeah, exactly. I I thought that was interesting to see because you know th these these male uh, <laughs> Marvel TV shows and. Uh, and movies they they cannot let them not have love interest and they men can movies. do it all of yeah, course so. women are only one trick ponies yeah no so i, I, I just think that we just don't have enough time so i wouldn't want that for the women uh, yeah i think that's where it comes down to and i don't trust that it would be done well like wanda has one yeah right um and i mean it's so painful true and that's like a big part of our story yeah, so I think I think Marvel's like, you know what? We just won't even really touch it with a lot of yeah. our characters. We're just because we don't know how to let do them be well. badass women on their own, which I do appreciate in, in that aspect of it. But, but yeah. it's still the like level one, right? Like they're, mm -hmm. which is again an issue with all of these superheroes. It's like women can have it all. It's not like this crazy thing. I just think they don't know how to do it yet, and yeah. they need to have the right people, time, stories in place to do that. Yeah, but I do think for the most part, Marva's handled their female superheroes pretty well. I, I think mm -hmm. up to this point, they just need to hone in on some of those some of those aspects to figure out how to tell a a story about you know the female superheroes having these like like you said, figuring out how to get their their arms around yep. that that aspect of it. Which I I don't they might not be there yet. They might have they might have tried, but like yeah, you know what, we're not there yet. Let's just leave. Yeah, it. I agree. And leave it if you're not gonna do it well. I'm for with sure. you on that, Mark. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's it from me. Um, yeah, that's it. Perfect. Well, that is it, y'all. That was our Echo coverage. We really enjoy, you know, covering Marvel shows. So if you are enjoying it, leave us a five-star review. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, just, you know, help us out. Grow the channel uh, and grow our podcast. With that, um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, a lot of y'all asked for this. And that's why we're here. So if there's anything else we should be covering, let us know and maybe we'll do it. So with that, Jason, um, it was so much fun, as always, to talk yes. to you. Uh, the gang's back together. So where can the people find you? Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at J-A-Y-R-1085. As far as podcasts, uh, right now, my main gig is talking about the show Married at First Sight. Over on our podcast, Perfect Match, me and Asia Welch talk about that show every week. I uh, give you all the nitty-gritty, all the dirty and down details. So come and check us out over there. Um, Sasha, how about you? Yes, and for me, I'm covering weekly on Rob Has a Podcast, Mess Magnet, where we chat 
honestly, you name it, we're talking about it. All the celebrity gossip, all the mess. This week, we're going to have Bryce Isaiah from the Purple Pants podcast doing an Oops All Anonymous episode, which means we're going to have listener submitted mess. And that's the whole episode. We're going to be reacting to it. Honestly, Bryce doing it is a dream come true. We're so excited to go check that out. And of course, with Chappelle, I'm still talking. Below Deck Med. Yes, we're still stuck in the med. I don't know how that's happened, but it has. So check that out. And for everything else I'm doing, just follow me on Twitter at funsize underscore 04. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs>